Pilgrim's Odyssey, your guide to life's wild ride. I'm your host, Silwan Green. Every day we share incredible stories and valuable lessons on life and faith. Thanks for tuning in and make sure to share this odyssey with your friends and neighbors so all of us together can let our light shine. Welcome friends to another episode of the Pilgrim's Odyssey. It is Monday, President's Day. Hope you just had a great Valentine's Day weekend like we did at our house. We had the reading of the Valentine cards, always very emotional. Basically, all the kids and everybody writes Valentines for everybody else and their messages about what you love about them. And then you put them in bags and then everyone reads their Valentines. And in our house, it's a lot of tears, expressing that love, a lot of hugs. It's a great time. And now, here on Monday, storms sweeping across the country. Hope you are staying warm and safe inside. You got all the food you need. You got warm clothes. I saw a lot of places even power has gone out. So if that's you, I hope you're okay. Looking back on uh, last Friday, we talked about an uncomfortable topic. And uh, I wanted to talk about that just a little bit more. I might end up having a few more episodes on this because it's hard to talk about. And when when something's hard to talk about, it's easy to be pricked by it and then just kind of ignore it because to face it, I mean, it's kind of like a matrix thing, you know, take it, you know, red, blue, red pill, blue pill kind of deal. Like once you face it and you're aware of it, it's hard to ever get it out of your head. And it, and it was, you know, this idea of the what I call the new original sin, a Chinese forced labor. You can't look around your house without looking at stuff where you benefit from that. You know, and, you know, you can't go to the store without it all around you. And when we all benefit from cheap goods, many of which have roots on the backs of people that are basically slaves, well, what does that do? It encourages us to lie, to ignore our conscience, to ask ourselves, where does that come from? How does that happen? How on earth is that thing in front of me one dollar? Now, why did I use the term original sin? I did that on purpose. And why did I do that? Well, biblically, you know, original sin, sin, where does it come from? Adam and Eve disobeying. It impacts us all. And how does it do that? Sin brought death. Sin brought death. And now we are all subject to the consequences of that death. That is probably why God could have done it any way he wanted. Use the imagery of the resurrection to show us how our sin brings death. Faith in Christ brings life. Now our bodies are still going to die. We're still impacted by that sin, by those choices every day. Well, Chinese forced labor in many ways is kind of the same way because after decades of being unchecked, it is so ingrained in our society, you can't escape it. It is there. If you go out into the world and you go to the grocery store or you go to Lowe's or you order off of Amazon, you are participating in it. You are participating in it. Now, how, it's a tough question, isn't it? How do you find life when you've become burdened by things you turn a blind eye to? When you participate in that societal sin of Chinese force labors? Think of all the things culture tries to sell to us. 
new clothes made by slaves, a million diet things to look pretty, the newest version of a phone that works perfectly well. I could go on. I mean, look, think of the diet stuff. You know, every once in a while, don't get me wrong, it's healthy to be thin. But most of the time when people lose weight, it's not look how healthy I am, it's look how good I look. Look at me in these clothes. Look how pretty I am now. Not, hey, my cholesterol's lower and <laughs> my heart's going to last longer. Or look at phones. Look how expensive phones are and how readily we throw one away and get the new one because, well, that's just what you do. And everything you're probably wearing, everything you're probably wearing, when you could just get some good solid clothes, some made in America clothes, wear them forever, have a few changes, and you'd be fine. Now, obviously not everything is black and white. I'm not saying all that stuff is all bad. So many things in our lives that because of technology, because of progress, because of, you know, factories, our lives are improved. And, and not everyone, not every factory in China is using slave labor. There are a lot of companies, you know, Patagonia is one of them, tracks their supply chain all the way back to the source, makes sure that people are taken care of. It can be done. But you got to be aware of it. You got to be willing to talk about it. You got to be willing to face it. And I think more than anything, by bringing this up, is I just want you to consider it. I want you to think about it in your life. I want you to think about how all the choices you make every day and what you buy at the store, what you put in your house, it's a reflection of who you are and what you believe, how far you're willing to go to walk the walk and talk the talk, so to speak. And your, and your children are watching. You know, you talk to your children about doing the right thing. And then you've got something you're wearing from North Face made by slaves. Well, nowadays, kids can figure that out. Kids can go to school, get all woke. <laughs> you know, and not all woke is bad. And they can get woke about slave labor. And then they're looking at mom and dad. And they're like, well, on the one hand, when mom and dad were preaching love Jesus to me, they were wearing clothes made by slaves. And then what does that do? Makes your kids want to quit listening to you. You give a million examples of that. We do it every day. We're hypocrites. That's why we need God. That's why we need faith. But to begin to change things, to begin to do things differently, to face our original sin, you got to be honest about what's going on. And I think when it comes to products and marketing and sales, the person who nailed it the best historically was Thomas Merton 50, 60 years ago. The Catholic monk, the philosopher, the incredible writer. I mean, he got it. Because at the end of the day, why does all that stuff exist? Because people want to make money. And they want to make it as cheap as they can and sell it to you for as much as they can and make as much money as they can. And our culture revolves around that. You know, without that philosophy, there's no Facebook, there's no Google. They don't have ads to sell. They can't sell you. They can't make money. And then it puts you and me in a precarious position. What are we being sold? Who's trying to gain? Now, here's what Thomas Merton said back in the 50s and 60s. Think how different our society was then. Think of how many more things were made in America, weren't made by slaves. They didn't have the internet. Here's what Thomas Merton said. Advertising treats all products with the reverence and the seriousness due to sacraments. You know, I read that. Advertising treats all products with the reverence and the seriousness due to to sacraments. And I think about, for instance, like Facebook and say Twitter. Now think of what that does. Twitter allows you to put a little message up and share it with your friends. 
simple as can be. And Facebook allows you to put up pictures and share links to your friends. And the people that founded those go in front of Congress, and you would think they're the smartest people in the world. And think about it. Like, you would think they provide water to people, that the food chain, you know, depends upon them, that they're running countries. And really, they just provide and a platform to sell things. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, they all exist to do one thing, sell you something, period. And all the tools and all the products they offer you are to do that. And how do we treat those people in our society? Just like Thomas Merton says, advertising, and I would add advertising and their gurus and their owners, treats all products with the reverence and the seriousness due to sacraments. Thomas Merton. Being sold contributes to the noise in modern life. If you wonder why your day is so crazy and hectic, you know why? Because you're being sold from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to sleep. The moment you turn on that TV, the moment you touch your phone, the moment you go through the checkout line at the grocery store, the moment you drive down the street and look up at a billboard, the minute you turn on your radio and listen to an ad, you're being sold. You're being sold. And what happens when you're being sold all the time? When society revolves around people being sold, what happens? Here's what Thomas Merton said over 50 years ago. And when he talks about the rush and pressure of modern life, think of what he would think today at our world. Think of the pressure children are under. Where they're being sold from such young ages. Well, here's what Merton said. The rush and pressure of modern life are a form perhaps the most common form of contemporary violence to allow oneself to be carried away by a multitude of conflicting concerns, to surrender to too many demands, to commit oneself to too many projects, to want to help everyone and everything is to succumb to violence. The frenzy of our activity neutralizes our work for peace. It destroys our own inner capacity for peace. It destroys the fruitfulness of our own work because it kills the root of inner wisdom which makes work fruitful. It was a violent society then. It's even a more violent society now. And what is the violence? It's a violence against your peace. It's a violence against your ability to be quiet. It's a violence against your ability to listen to your conscience. You know, when you're running around all day here and there, it's really easy to ignore the fact you're benefiting from slave labor. It's really easy to ignore the fact you're benefiting from the sexualization of children. It's really easy to ignore the fact that all that running around is keeping you from your own family and friends and children. It's a violence. It's a violence. It's a violence we've got to learn to step away from. We've got to learn to find some quiet. We've got to learn to be honest about what I've tried to do Friday and today is to get you just to think about it. Have you invited this violence into your life? How have you contributed to what's going on over in China and conveniently ignoring that fact? I know I thought about it this weekend. I had that conversation with my wife. It's not easy. Man, you make it, if you make it black and white and you're just like, I'm not going to participate at all anymore, man, you might not even be able to live. It really is something that you just got to, what can I fight today? What can I do today? 
you know, take the time. Look up ethical companies that source the raw materials, and they make sure they don't get them from slaves in China or children in mines in Africa or whatever it may be. Look at your life. Look at all the noise. Look at all the violence that keeps you from the important things. What can you do to slow down? What can you do to find peace? There's so many things that we say we need to do that we don't need to do. That we don't need to do. It's about finding life. You find life when you're able to escape the violence that lies to you and says you need to be this way to be happy. You need these things to be happy. You need to participate in this modern culture to get the most out of yourself. Nah, that's all lies. They're just selling you something. They don't care about you. They don't care about your children. They're selling you something. The violence, the lies, what does it do? It kills our inner wisdom. It kills our ability to see clearly. So what I would ask you today, we'll talk a little bit more as we go through the week about what do you do about that? What do you do if you come to that realization in your life? Just be honest about it. Look around. Open your eyes. Ask yourself, have you benefited from things you shouldn't benefit from? Is there too much noise in your life to the point it's become a sort of violence that keeps you from focusing on the things you need to be? Do you take things seriously that you shouldn't? And are there things you should be taking seriously that you're not? Open your eyes. Open your eyes. Adam and Eve hid. Don't hide. Don't hide. Open your eyes because guess what? What's the good news? When you do that, there's somebody there waiting for you. There's somebody there that's come before you. There's someone there that's died for you. They'll help keep him open. He'll help keep you focused on what is important. Open your eyes, my friends. So until next time, aim high. And you can't aim high if your eyes aren't open. Spread your wings, not on the backs of slaves or children digging minerals out of mines, but on important things ethical things and keep your eyes on the things that matter the things that don't cost love family silence prayer but that the things they're selling us distract us from i'm your host Silouan. until tomorrow tuesday hopefully we'll all be dug out of the snow and ice by then but it doesn't quite look like it's going to be that way but as you sit at home, in the snow, what a perfect day to open your eyes, find a little quiet time, experience a little peace, be honest about how you've been living and make decisions going forward where you do so with your eyes wide open. Till then, as always, may this bring you a little peace. You've been listening to The Pilgrim's Odyssey. Make sure you comment, share, and like this podcast so all of us together can let our light shine. For books, videos, and more content from me, your host, please visit Silouan.com. That is Silouan, S-I-L-O-U-A-N.com. Until your next visit on The Pilgrim's Odyssey, I'm your guide on life's wild ride, Silouan Green.